What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Building Code. I am Charlie Bertwistle. I'm Zach Witovich. And we have some exciting news before we get started here. As I always remind people, Zach and I have jobs outside of the podcast. And in Zach's real job, he just got a fantastic promotion oh. as senior manager. Oh. So let me be the first to say congratulations, Zach. Thanks, very man. very well deserved. Oh, I appreciate it. I bet you didn't know I was going to do that, I, did you? I did not know you were going to do that, but hey, you know, I wouldn't be anywhere without you, my friend. So oh, very sweet. Uh, that's enough about Zach. <laughs> On to our actual episode today. Uh, we have Russ Stevens, the co-founder of the Association of Professional Builders. He has actually been on the podcast before, uh, so very excited to have him back on. Uh, Zach, tell our listeners a little bit about what Russ is going to be talking about today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Russ runs this amazing organization that helps builders really improve all elements of their business. And as a former consultant here at Builder Trend, that was something that we dabbled our, our, you know, our feet into to kind of wait and help people with processes. But from a builder trend focus, Russ's organization goes well beyond that. And I have no doubt as we're having our conversations, we're going to go down some amazing rabbit holes about the business side of running a construction company, you know, the, the, the margin aspects, the, you know, what should be investing in. Uh, but they do a really cool report every year where they kind of dive or deep dive into a lot of the elements of running a business. How much are you spending on marketing? What are you asking your customers? What is your projected margin? Are you running reports? And so uh, this report um, is annual, as I mentioned. Uh, and is known as the. You're scrolling all the way to the top. I also I'm have it so open deep. because it is 89 pages long. Uh, but let me tell you, it is not a boring 89 pages. Uh, it's very, very well produced. Every single one, every single page has a different graph or a different metric, uh, covering, as Zach was mentioning, a very wide spectrum of kind of everything you could ever need to know about not just running a construction business, but running any business, I would say. The state of residential construction industry, 2022. And um, by the, uh, the Association of Professional Builders. And it spans, you know, four different countries as well, too. Um, a ton of, you know, incredible participants in the survey. Uh, we'll save some thunder uh, for Russ because I'm sure he's going to have a lot to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, you're going to be able to download this report in the show notes. So make sure you check that out and just kind of dive deep and, and compare yourself to see what, what's going on in the residential construction industry. Let's get Russ here. Russ Stevens, welcome back to The Building Code. It's so great to have you on once again. As we were kind of getting ready, Charlie mentioned it's an elite group. We have not had a lot of repeat guests, so welcome back. How you been? Uh, thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Charlie. It's uh, it's an honor to, to be back. I really enjoyed our chat last time, so I'm really looking forward to this. Thanks so much. We did, too. In fact, we did a kind of a recap episode for our anniversary, and Charlie chose your episode as his favorite that we've recorded. So we are really excited for you to be here, Charlie. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with you sending us the book afterwards uh, <laughs> as some sort of bribe. I, I genuinely enjoyed it. Uh, for our listeners that weren't lucky enough to catch that first interview, uh, could you catch them back up a little bit, uh, you know, who you are, uh, you know, Association of Professional Builders, kind of what you guys do and your mission? Sure, yeah. So uh, co-founder of the Association of Professional Builders. Our mission is to improve the residential construction industry for both builders and consumers. And a fundamental belief we have is that builders deserve to be earning a lot more money than they're currently earning from building new homes and large-scale renovation projects. Uh, but we also believe that consumers deserve a far better service than they're currently getting. So 
We, uh, we work with builders and help them to systemize their building companies because that is what is going to deliver a better service and, uh, and better profit margins. And I think Builder Trend is a, is a great example of a, of a fantastic system that builders need. And our systems complement software like Builder Trend. We're more like a, a systems manual, I guess. So if you've ever been told that you, you need to create a systems menu in order to franchise your building company or maybe sell it, and it all looked way too hard, well, that is exactly what we provide to our members. It's a phenomenal service. I distinctly remember all the amazing detail that we got into about your association. And we thought it'd be great to bring you back on because you guys have just published your state of residential construction for 2022. This thing is an absolute treasure trove of information. I spent a lot of time digging through it uh, when I was sent to me. In fact, Charlie sent uh, some of the, some tidbits to people internally around builder trend because we just thought it was so interesting. He's a data guy. Um, let's talk a little bit about the report and kind of what people can expect to find in it and, and how you went about developing it. Yeah, well, this started back in 2020 when we went out to our database and our followers who are all residential home builders, and we asked them about 80 questions about their building company, and we got some fascinating insights. So in late 2021, we went even deeper, asking about 100 <laughs> questions this time, only we did it with the assistance of partners like Builder Trend and CBUSA. And that meant we were able to reach so many more builders outside our immediate network and then create a very, very uh, comprehensive report which covered marketing, sales, financials, operations. But it also meant we were able to spot trends across four countries and also compare to what had happened 12 months prior. Yeah, and as Zach mentioned, it's it's a treasure trove for sure. I, I, it's it kind of goes on and on and on, but every single, uh, at least for me, every single graph was more uh, in, interesting than the previous. But again, I that is a little bit skewed because I'm a data guy. So I'm glad that we're the first time you kind of got to talk to Zach about the consulting side of things. This time you're here, we're going to talk about data. Um, is that your way of telling me to shut up? Yeah, this, <laughs> this is Charlie's you, episode. If you want to take your headphones off. <laughs> Um, so out of all those things that you guys surveyed, you'd, you'd mentioned about a hundred questions, kind of that second time through, were there, you know, a few different things that you would distinguish as kind of the most important or key takeaways for you? Yes. Um, I mean, a, a lot of it was, uh, was trends really on the, on the key, uh, takeaways, um, because just spotting how this industry is evolving. And, uh, and I think what's really useful uh, about a report like this is when you, you look at the, the hard data coming in, it then prompts other questions in your mind. I'm sure you can relate, Charlie. I think we're one and the same here, aren't we? we uh, <laughs> yeah, we get quite excited looking at these spreadsheets and these percentages and these numbers coming in. And it kind of triggers other questions. So you start doing overlaps and, uh, and you can start looking at things like margins, what margins builders are, are working on. Well, what are these guys on the higher margins doing that the guys on the lower margins aren't. And it's overlaying that data. And being able to prove, I think, a lot of stuff that we say to builders, um, that we always say margins are linked to marketing, and we were able to prove that the guys spending more than 1% 
on advertising their building company were the guys that were achieving much higher margins. And it's it's facts like that. You can you can as a coach you can talk about best practice, but to have hard data that no one can really refute or argue with and show, well, this is what the guys are doing. These are the successful guys. This is what they're doing, and these are the results they're getting. That uh, that's uh, a fantastic takeaway for us because it really does help with um, yeah showing builders the way forward. I remember the last time you were on here, you uh, compared the the margins that you kind of coach and teach your your builders that they can have to the matrix, where it's like you're opening their eyes for the first time and they didn't know that you know these types of margins were possible. Um, you also had a fantastic quote that was. Uh, People always say cash is king, but profit wears the pants. Uh, both of those I have on my list to turn into T-shirts at some point. <laughs> He's not joking. I mean, he he <laughs> like actually wants to do that. Um, as I look through this report, there's so much that, that there that, that you can uncover. I mean, marketing, advertising. You know, do you provide uh, any sort of uh, details about certain parts of projects? The financials. I mean. What didn't you cover in this report? I mean, there's there's so much to unpack. Is there um, anything in particular that really stood out to you as kind of like even you learned through this this project? I think uh, one of the key findings really um, came about uh, in terms of the use of project management software like Builder Trend, um, because what we found is that 65% of residential building companies are now using dedicated project management software. Now, to put that into context, that figure stood at 34% just 12 months prior. That is a staggering swing. So it's a massive trend in our industry. And and I think it clearly demonstrates that uh, builders, residential builders, are becoming more professional year on year um yeah which is which is fantastic to see yeah what do you think are the tenets of that professional element in construction you know you said they're becoming more professional adopting software is a part of that like what else does that represent to you uh well i think it represents uh, a much uh better uh communication with their clients yeah, because if you if you go out to the industry and oh sorry not the industry but if you go out to consumers that have built or know people that have built and you ask them what their biggest fear is and we've done this on a number of occasions it is always communication and uh, to be fair that's not just construction that happens in a in a lot of industries as well it's always communication that comes up so uh, I think uh, this is a, a key thing that um, modern project management software where like Builder Trend is really addressing and overcoming because it really allows builders to over-communicate with their clients and get on the front foot. And uh, and I guess this is this is um, part of the process that we work with builders as well is um, they, they've got great tools like project management software, but really it's encouraging them to, to put the processes in place that allow them to get on the front foot and ask their clients ahead of a meeting, you know, what their net promoter score might be. You know, would you recommend our building company um, to friends or family? But to ask that, you know, prior to every meeting, and that allows you to address any concerns because when someone says, yeah, they give you a rating of five out of 10, there's a problem. And invariably the next question is, how can we improve that score? 
And, uh, and then that gives the builder a chance to address the problem before they even meet on site. And, and the way that transforms the relationship, which then leads to referrals, is, uh, is priceless. Yeah, I, I love that idea of asking on, on the upfront side of things and, and getting ahead of it before it even, you know, incurs. And on the communication side, I actually had a firsthand experience of uh, a builder that wasn't communicating well. My dad's uh, remodeling a house down in Tucson, Arizona, and he was trying to send me pictures today. And he was like, well, he was talking with his girlfriend. He's like, well, did he text you or did he text me? He's like, oh, no, I think it was an email. And they had to dig through those. And I'm like, you know, I know of a really convenient <laughs> uh, project management software that would give you a portal. They could put all the pictures in one spot and then I could see them. But so I'm going to try to get, I'll make that sale by the time the job's over. I'm going to, I'm going to follow up on this. I want to, I want your KPIs on your, your close rate. <laughs> okay. <well. laughs> One of the things you mentioned, Russ, was the, you know, the huge shift um, from 2020 to 2021, the increase in project management software. Uh, what do you think you know, 2022 looks like? What are some of the upcoming years and trends that you kind of anticipate uh, that are you know, the biggest challenges facing the industry right now? Well, right now, I, I think the trend is going to continue. Uh, I think we are going to see more and more builders adopting dedicated software like Builder Trend uh, and becoming more professional. Obviously, it's not going to continue at that rate that we saw in the last year. And I think there were some reasons for that. I think the lockdowns played a big part. You know, it gave builders time to work on their business, you know, where the, the sites were shut down and it gave them that opportunity to implement new systems. And I think the workload as well, you know, that played a, a big factor as well because seeing the surge in workload, builders knew they couldn't continue doing things off a spreadsheet or, or even out of their head and they needed specialist tools. So I think they were big contributing factors, but I still believe that uh, that trend is going to uh, continue forward for sure. In terms of uh, challenges facing the industry, um, it's, you know, the, the path ahead is tough. Um, there's no question about that. And I believe it's probably going to be tougher in Australia and New Zealand than the USA um, right now. But that's not to say it's to, it will still will be very tough for builders in the USA because demand is ultimately going to call. Um, we've heard from the Fed. They're now talking uh, or, or warning us to brace ourselves for bigger increases than previously expected in interest rates. That for sure is going to call demand. And uh, when the tide goes out, then that is going to reveal the true financial position of a lot of builders. And that's not going to be pretty because right now there are too many residential building companies losing money without even realising it. And even in the USA where builders have coped uh, a lot better than other countries with cost increases because yeah, I noticed in September 2020 the builders in the US were... I think they were looking ahead uh, a lot further than um, a lot of other builders. They were anticipating these uh, increases. Maybe they were hitting the US a bit earlier. I think maybe that's the reason. But they were putting allowances in and protecting themselves. And they also have the benefit uh, in a lot of contracts in the US of cost escalation clauses, which we don't have in uh, in Australia um, and, uh, and to a large part in New Zealand and Canada as well. So, But even when you take that into account for builders in the US and and you say, okay, well, they, they were protected from the increase in materials and labour. They've still been exposed to the increase in the fixed cost ratio. 
and uh, you know, due to delays from the, the supply chain. Now, as an example of that, the, a typical well-run building company has got a fixed expense ratio in the region of 15%. That can fluctuate a bit, yeah, dependent on where they are in the growth cycle, but 15% is pretty much a, an industry benchmark uh, you know, for residential construction. And the other thing to bear in mind is that builders can only run a finite number of projects at any one time. So what that means is when a, a project that's due to run for, say, 26 weeks then blows out to 39 weeks because of the, you know, the supply chain issues, their fixed expense ratio has now increased to 22.5%. So unless you are marking up your projects by 29%, you're going to be losing money. And, and that doesn't even take into account any increases in cost of materials and labour that may have filtered through, or even the increases in the, in the fixed costs like uh, fuel or wages. So that, for me, is a, is a hidden cost that is rising, and it's something that builders must be aware of, and which is why it is so, so important to know your numbers. And, and I'm just actually looking at the report kind of on the side here. And I noticed on that question of, you know, what percentage of your revenue do you just spend on fixed expenses in 2021? And 30% said they don't even know. And so yeah. you have, a, that's a sizable portion of uh, the survey sample. And, and, you know, about another quarter in that 10 to 15%, which you mentioned is kind of like where you want to be, but it just goes to show you there's so much to consider when running the financial aspect of your business. But a lot of builders aren't necessarily sure how to go about it. Yeah, and, uh, and and one way that we raise awareness of this is in the How to Price Your Jobs calculator that we produce for our members. And within that calculator, we actually have the fixed uh, expense cost per job per day. And that becomes a real eye-opener for a lot of builders because um, not just understanding what their fixed costs are, but understanding how much each project costs them for every one day it's been delayed. So, you know, when the, uh, you get a, um, a, de a delay on the toll delivery and that pushes the, the job back a week, that you know, that figure per day could be uh, between three to $500. It's a staggering figure when you work it out. Now, you work that out for a week. That isn't coming off your revenue. That isn't even coming off your gross profit. That is coming off your bottom line, your net profit. That is painful when that runs into a few thousand dollars. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and delays on a project are, you know, becoming more and more expected, but ultimately, like, you need to mitigate as much of those unforeseen circumstances as possible. And you can do that by calculating these fixed costs and, and controlling them as, as best you can. Um, is there any other aspect or, or I guess recommendations you could give to a builder who's trying to, you know, understand a little bit more about what other unforeseen things could have impact the, 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 the margin that maybe they're not thinking of? Yeah, one of the most important numbers I think a builder can be across is the forecast cost to complete, which you, know, you can pull out a builder trend quite easily because you, you set your budget at the beginning and what you don't want to be doing is reviewing it at the end of the job to see how close do we get. You've <laughs> got to review that every month. And not only review it, but log that gross margin, that revised gross margin as a percentage in a spreadsheet. Now, when you do that, you'll spot trends and 
the I mean, jobs, they, they kind of have a life of their own. They're almost like living organisms. And I think a lot of the time you can rock up on site and you can feel the energy. You can tell when a job's going badly and, and when it's going well. And the jobs that are going badly, you will see that gross margin decline. It's, it's problem after problem. It's challenge after challenge. And it's, and it's very hard to get a job that kind of grinds to a halt for whatever reason, kind of back up to full speed again. Um, it's a bit like a, an oil tanker, but a job that's going well, running well, that just seems to have a great motion about it and the margin will continue to increase. Uh, you know, as you, you come in under budget on certain cost centres and, and you put your proper margin on the, uh, on the variations or the, or the change orders, I should say, um, and you'll see your gross margin increase. But uh, conversely, there's going to be jobs where you're going to see that margin decrease. And it's very important that you're aware of this by looking at that forecast cost to complete you know, inside your, uh, your your builder train package and you monitor that. Yeah, so obviously the, the first kind of step there as you're highlighting is to just understand what is my margin now? What am I tracking on? Where is it high? Where is it low across my different jobs? But I remember last time you were on here, you also kind of challenged builders to reimagine what their margins could be, you know, if they were to make some changes and do things kind of the right way and not just kind of settle for the status quo. Um, what sort of insights did you know, the builders that you guys survey kind of provide on their margins now did you see what you're anticipating were they low high yeah um i guess we saw what we were hoping to see and to to a certain extent maybe what we expected to see but budgeted margins did increase um and and yeah you would the reason i say you'd hope to see is because when the market is this busy if you're not raising your margins during a, a booming market then you're never going to do it so uh it was great to see that margins did increase but the big question now is will they be realized when the project's complete because of all the things that yeah we've just been talking about they're they're being eroded um, and in Australia, we're already seeing the consequences of that with some very large construction companies um, have been folding. And, uh, and we already know that there's, uh, there's a lot more large ones to follow that um, yeah, we'll be following quite shortly. And then we expect the smaller companies to follow in the, in the months uh, after that. So although it was good to see the budgeted margins increase, um, yeah, we, we, we are expecting those, um, those margins not to be, you know, fulfilled, you know, because of, uh, all the challenges that builders have faced. And, you know, to be honest, I think margins are probably one of the most misunderstood components of, of running a building company, um, or any business maybe, because as business owners, we all think it's about price, you know, it's, uh, we think price is the most important thing. It's going to determine whether we make a sale or not. And price is not the most important thing. It is a factor, but it is not the most important thing. And, and it's these myths about margins that just keep builders working for very little or even no net profit. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, the insight showed that margins are increasing, we are, which they which they had to do. But um, we are, we've got to be very aware of um, not just the margin we're putting on at the start of the job, but we've got to look at what happens at the end and, and of course, all the way through so that we can react quicker. Which, uh, again, another point here I'm noticing on your survey respondents, only 50% of people indicated that they're running monthly reports uh, to, in order to get those insights. And your recommendation obviously would be like at a minimum you should be looking at it from a month-by-month -month standpoint. 
Yes, this is a, like a key component um, of our project management uh, systems inside the members portal because there is a, a very comprehensive end of project process which involves the estimator, the project manager, um, reviewing everything in terms of budget and timeline and looking what can be improved because that information that happens on site must filter back to the estimator but at this moment in time it's never been more important to filter that information back on a monthly basis because it is it is changing so quickly and and I think as well when we when we look ahead and we see that demand is going to drop off, that's when margins start to drop as well because, um, you know, as business owners, we then start to chase revenue, which means we compromise our margin. Consumers feel they're in a stronger position to negotiate. So at this moment in time, although we've been inundated with demand, it has never been more important to get your marketing strategy correct and in place because you've got to be generating more demand than you have supply you've always got to be turning away work so quite easy now but as things cool off you still want to be turning away work uh, otherwise your margins will decline and uh, you will you will be trying to convert every single prelim agreement into a contract which is not a great uh, position to be in yes yeah, so you're speaking towards you know the the change that's going to be coming soon how people need to be prepared uh I'm hoping that what you're talking about right now resonates with a lot of our, our listeners out there. Do you have any, you know, obviously we'll link to the Association of Professional Builders in the show notes, but any advice or like resources that you would recommend, you know, people start looking at now or, or steps to start taking to make sure they're getting their financials in place and, and are kind of preparing for the shift that's coming? Yes, we. Uh, I, I would recommend um, reading our book that you mentioned earlier, Professional Builders Secrets, but we do also have a financials action plan for our members, which covers the industry benchmark. So being that we have spoken uh, about financials uh, a bit in depth and talked about what's happening in the industry, I think it would really help your listeners to to understand what the industry benchmarks are so this is a course that we we do sell uh, outside our membership for five hundred dollars our members get it free but yeah i'd like to make that available to your listeners free of charge just so they can yeah they can get a bit of meat on the bone really behind what we've been talking about here so i'll uh, i'll provide you guys with a link that will allow them to uh, to access that course free of charge wow there we go that'll definitely be in the show notes yeah, absolutely. That sounds amazing, Russ. Zach, maybe you can take the course, brush it up <laughs> finally, a little bit. Finally learn a thing or two. Yeah, finally learn a thing or two. <laughs> and obviously, if our listeners are Builder Trend customers, they can always call into our fantastic CS team, uh, which Zach was a part of for a long time, and they can help get those things sorted out and at least start tracking the data correctly in Builder Trend uh, to pull some of these reports and understand their financials. Love it. Russ, we are just about out of time, but I want to just kind of circle back on the theme of what we've been talking about. And obviously there's always challenges to running a business. Let's look forward through 2022. And we obviously anticipation of kind of the slowing down of demand uh, as one of the challenges, but we've also still got supply and labor challenges. Uh, what are your, what are your, 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 what's your gut tell you of what that's going to behold for the next, you know, eight to 12 months as we round out 2022? Well, what we're seeing uh, a lot of now is builders capping their growth 
rather than you know chasing the growth because um, yeah while it got quite exciting at the end of 2020 with all this opportunity coming along and yeah builders were yeah were taking that opportunity and signing contracts you know way into the future we've now seen the consequence of that and uh, you know committing to a, a price way into the future and how that can really expose uh, a building company so we're seeing more and more builders that are now capping their growth certainly amongst our membership they're uh, using one of our systems which is construction slots which is basically the process of allocating a finite number of jobs over the next 12 months and even 24 months so what they've done by doing that is limiting their supply and now they've got their supply limited and they've got it planned they're focusing on maintaining their profitability rather than chasing more revenue which is probably a, a smart thing to do in the in the current climate with costs rising you know so fast. Russ, is there anything in the report that kind of gives you hope for the construction industry? Maybe something that builders can look to the future and say, you know, this is going to be a, an industry that's going to continue to prosper. Yes, and, and that is the way the industry is becoming more professional. I think you can look at all aspects of the report, whether it's marketing, whether it's sales process, financials, operation, staff, training. It all points towards a more professional industry. And for way too long, builders have not been regarded as professionals. You know, Even now, when I, you know, I'll go out and I'll meet friends and they're building, the way they talk about their builder is not with the respect that these builders deserve as true professionals for the, the knowledge they have. And just because they're working on site, that doesn't make them any less professional than accountants, uh, architects, or dare I say even lawyers, or maybe not to say lawyers, but uh, <laughs> you know, builders are professionals. They're, they're engineers. They're using both parts of their brain. Uh, and that's why we always say anyone with half a brain can be an architect or an accountant, um, but a builder, you've got to use both sides of the brain. So what I'm seeing is the industry becoming more professional, and, and that really, really excites me because I, I want to see builders looked on as true professionals just like uh, white-collar workers. And that's a fantastic T-shirt idea. <laughs> the half a brain, half a brain, you need both to be a builder. <laughs> That's the, the that's the idea for the episode. Charlie's just trying to you know steal all your content, Russ. And take <laughs> yeah, it as a so, machine. You know, it's <laughs> just, a machine. Yeah, well, make sure you get royalties, Russ. If we come out with any any swag, you you, you need to be sending us. Speaking of lawyers, uh, royalty. Uh, uh, do I need to receipts. say copyright after? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> this is trademark material. <laughs> Russ, that was fantastic. That is a truly inspiring mess, inspiring message. It was so great to have you here on The Building Code. You're always welcome back, and I hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, I did. I loved it. Thanks so much, guys. Charlie, we just had Russ Stevens on The Building Code. What are your thoughts? You know I'd like to know. A ton of thoughts. I mean, Russ is always fantastic. I, I just love his you know, optimistic attitude about you can always be improving. You can always get better. Uh, you should set goals, track your goals. And I mean, I feel like the moral of the story is make more money. At the end of the day, I feel like everything that was in the report, everything that Russ talked about is how do you work smarter? How do you work better? How do you work more efficiently uh, to make your life easier, do more jobs, put more homes, you know, in people's lives and, and make more, you know, money as a business. So it's always interesting. You know, I mentioned in the episode, you know, getting his consulting side of things, but obviously with the report that just came out, getting the data side of things, I would highly, highly encourage all of our listeners to go out and download that for free. Um, 
it, it is an incredible report. And I've already referenced a couple of the numbers that they quoted in there uh, in Builder Trend in my day to day work. So, uh, really beneficial. And I really do think we'll get Russ on here a third time because he's fantastic. Open invitation to come back on the building code. We love having these types of uh, people come on the podcast just because they're so well-versed in the industry. I always learn a ton about the considerations that our, our business folks out there have to have to really wrap their head around. It's, it's complicated. It's not easy. You think about all the things that you have to consider of running a business. One of the really interesting questions on this that um, I, I, I had never even thought of this is like, do you take time to work on the business, not in the business? Right. Like even those little details that kind of make it all come together uh, is, are insights that you can gain by checking out this report. So we highly recommend it, as Charlie said. And also, we're going to link to uh, the, the Association of Professional Builders book and their podcast. So check out all their content. The thought leader in the industry. And we're really happy to bring people like this so that you can learn more about how to better your business. Charlie, a couple more things to close us out. Yeah, again, if you want to listen to Russ's first interview, um, you can go back and listen to the previous episode. And actually, next episode, we have another fun uh, chance to talk with someone here at Builder Trend, inside Builder Trend, to learn about how we're making learning our software more fun. Uh, so make sure to check out that as well. Again, that's a mini episode. We'll be coming out next week. Uh, but I think that about does it for us. In this episode, I'm Charlie Bertwistle. I'm Zach Latovich. Check us out next time. See you.